This is CWE champion Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you're listening to my preferred podcast, the J&K Podcast. Make sure to check us out live on our next tour as CWE presents WWE legend Brutus the Barber Beefcake, October 22nd to November 21st on the Struttin' and Cutting Tour. Hi, hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female. This is ECW Original, the Enforcer, C.W. Anderson. This is Pro Wrestling's only modern-day Viking Gunner. This is Tony Mamaluke. This is WWE Superstar, Antonio Morata. What's up, everybody? This is Machine from Lucha Underground Cage. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolles. This is Marty Janae, the Rockers. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the King of the Mount. Woody Woo, to Cold Scorpio, and you're listening to me on the JNK Pod. Check it out. It's hot, 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 hot. This is Ryan Bowman, editor-in-chief of the GorillaPosition.com, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. The J&K Podcast is brought to you by CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Collar and Elbow was founded on the traditional values of professional wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product intended to connect with people on an emotional level. A symbiotic relationship where one cannot flourish without the other. We strive to create a product that embodies our passion for professional wrestling expressed through street fashion. Make sure to use our offer code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off any purchase you make at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And TheGorillaPosition.com Telling the stories of pro wrestling's storytellers Its biggest stars, its movers and shakers Their families, their friends, and their friends' families Their tragedies and their triumphs Its legends and its future Make sure and check out TheGorillaPosition.com And follow them on social media all right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel here on the J&K Podcast. What is going on, everybody? What's up, guys? So, another week has come and gone here, Carl. And uh, just before, you know, getting everything prepared for the episode here, kind of going through, uh, seeing about uh, some of our listeners, and 
when you look at uh, some of the countries of where some of our listeners come from, I mean, the list is, is pretty interesting. You know, uh, right at the top, you know, we have uh, our home country of Canada and the United States and in uh, the UK. Yep. But then, you know, as we get down the list, we get to some really interesting places that are fairly high up on the list here, like Ghana, India, uh, United Arab Emirates, Switzerland, Germany, Netherlands, Zambia, Australia, France, Argentina, Brazil, Indonesia. South Africa, Vietnam, like all over the place, and even in countries that maybe don't even have names, or maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah, I'd, I'd like to visit others. that place. Other others, I've, I, I wonder what continent others is in. I don't know. <laughs> at, at some point, maybe, uh, maybe the Podbean stats, you know, give up after a certain point. I'm sure that, that there are countries that actually have names. It just uh, it doesn't show up in there. But very interesting to see where uh, our listeners uh, listen to us from. It's really it's all over the place when you look at the map and uh, and whatnot. It's um, it's spread all over the place. It is, and it's it's so amazing and interesting to see that yep. all of this data can be collected and shown to us. And it's thank you so much. It's just amazing to know that like South Africa, right? Yeah, like yeah. people in South Africa have listened to. The JNK podcast. That's awesome. The only two continents we haven't hit yet are Antarctica and the Arctic. So, oh, yeah. So those are the only two that we haven't hit everywhere else. There are people that have listened to us. So pretty cool thing there. Now, before we do get to the you know, the topics and the discussion that we have, uh, unfortunately, uh, very recently, we did lose a legend of the professional wrestling business. We will play a, a short tribute for them, and then we will uh, talk about uh, the... WWE family is mourning the recent passing of Leon White, better known to the WWE universe as the man they call Vader. An All-American at the University of Colorado, White was drafted to the NFL by his hometown Los Angeles Rams, where he would go on to compete in Super Bowl XIV. After an impressive career on the gridiron, White pursued his passion for sports entertainment, adapting the persona Big Van Vader. Vader at the time was the premier monster in the business. Big outfit, you were just in awe. It's Vader time! Very few people had ever seen a guy that big, that agile. He was really a, a freak of nature. He just planted it with a powerbomb, and Vader has won the world title! Vader was the first true super heavyweight to display uncanny agility and athleticism in the ring. A three-time world champion in WCW, Vader's menacing persona made an immediate impact when he joined WWE in 1996. 
He just had so much power and strength. I mean, we're talking about a 400-pound guy that could do a moonsault off the top rope. How does he do that? A mastodon-sized man with an equally prolific personality, Vader had fun portraying himself on the hit 90s sitcom, Boy Meets World. WWE offers our condolences to Leon's family and friends. We will forever look back fondly on the man they call Vader. So there you go, Big Van Vader recently uh, passing away, and I, I got to say, just you know, looking back, you know, in retrospect, you know, when I first uh, really started uh, watching again, you know, in that uh, mid '90s, just that that real persona that, that I mean, it's, it he just has that that memorable appearance, and just uh, when you look back on that time, you just you can't not think of Big Van Vader doing that moonsault off the top rope. It was just it was. He did some impressive things in the business and outside of it, of his character, you know, just a very nice, just a gentleman of the business. I was growing up uh, a little bit of a bigger guy. So when it came time to see somebody like Leon come in to the WWF at that time mm-hmm. and really do the stuff that he did kind of instilled in me the the fact that it can be done by a bigger person and it doesn't matter and that there are no limitations as long as you put in the time the effort and the work just as vader did and you're right that moonsault off of the (laughs) top rope now you you got to figure vader was what 350 380 yeah right um Just picture that. Picture a guy, 400 pounds, going up to the top rope and jumping backwards and flipping in the air onto somebody. That is just amazing. And it's something that he really took to and he really made his own. And just because of that, it's stuck with me forever. When you watch him do that... in, like specifically when you watch other big people try and do that move there's usually like a twist or a slight uh, kind of motion to, to get that over like he completely gets full proper rotation without having to, to kind of go sideways because you, you can't really maneuver he, he did a moonsault like the proper way yeah and for a guy that size to be able to do that i mean it's still incredible to watch yeah it definitely so, is definitely sad to see him gone he was like i said uh, you know a definite presence uh, you know right at the golden era of us watching professional wrestling and uh yeah not gonna see him around unfortunately but uh you know i don't think that uh, there's gonna be anybody quite like that again but uh you know 
time will tell. Time definitely will tell. And I just, so that you guys, the, you, you listened to this, you didn't actually get to see it. There was one part in there with, that you're listening to where you heard somebody say, hey, you can't do that to my brother. <laughs> that That's actually from one of my favorite shows of all time from the show Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. And Leon went on there and his, his real name on that show was actually Leslie. Mm. Um, that's, that's <laughs> the, what the character's name was. It was Leslie. Right. And if you haven't seen that, you need to go and uh, YouTube Vader on boy meets world. Yeah. Just an amazing little piece that he did there. And I'm amazed and just going from football to professional wrestling into some, a little bit of acting once in a while, the guy could almost do anything. I mean, you know, it was successful in, in professional football. It was in Super Bowl fourteen yeah. on the winning team. Like he was very accomplished. It wasn't like he got over because he wasn't good at it. You know, as you know, some of these other ones go about it. He was successful in everything that he yeah. did. So and he just wanted to change. Yep, and yeah. uh, he did. He did uh, wrestling very well too. So it's he was definitely uh, somebody who accomplished a lot. So. Now, an interesting thing happened when we uh, finished recording our last episode and kind of get ready to, to put everything up for you guys to be able to listen to it. Something happened literally as that episode finished. And we were, of course, talking about somebody recently being fired from the WWE, Big Cass. Yeah, it's it's amazing. As <laughs> we're um, rendering the video or rendering the, uh, the audio, sorry, and getting everything all... Yep finished for you guys to be put out the news came across my phone i get notifications from the wwe when you know big things happen and it was like wow like literally literally we're we're in the middle of finalizing this audio and i mean we we could have maybe gone back and did a little record and tried to plug it in and stuff like that but we were like yeah you know what, we'll just leave it and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. And it always seems to happen <laughs> that as soon as we finish a recording and have yeah. it just about finalized, something big happens. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, when we look back on, you know, the uh, Money in the Bank match, uh, maybe that kind of explains, you know, some of the expressions on his face and everything like that, you know. But uh, supposedly he was already kind of in horror for some other things. Yes, but then, I, from what what I've heard, I don't know if you've heard the same thing that you know what kind of put this over the top to where they just kind of said, "Yeah, okay, we're done with you." Was that he was upset of losing to Daniel? That I've I've, I've heard is a little bit of it. Um, that was essentially the final straw, from what I understand. Um, he was in hot water, and it's out there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it. Yeah. He, he was in hot water because he was out in the public, drunk, and causing a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when you're in the public's eye like that, in Canada, for those of you who listen from Canada, Rob Ford. No, no. Okay. Oh. So now he was in the public eye. And how much heat did he get from what he was doing and caught on video in the public's eye, (laughs) right? And sometimes behind closed doors, but all of that stuff leaked afterwards. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's the same with any type of celebrity. You have to be on point and on game when you're out in public. When you're behind closed doors, make sure that there's no video. Make sure that there's nothing being recorded and then do whatever you want because you're still human. We get that. 
But when you're out there trying to promote a company, working for a company that is geared right now more towards the younger audience, Mm -hmm. you really have to set those standards for yourself and be that person, right? (laughs) It's been a while think, since I think I've, I've actually seen us of where they, you know, they put out a statement. You know, typically they'll say, you know, so and so, blah blah blah. You know, has been has been like, oh, you know, we wish we wish them well in their future endeavors. That part didn't happen either. Nope. And actually, that reminds me. I'll, I'll play a short clip here. So long, good luck. I don't recall saying good luck. That's from The Simpsons. That was when uh, Kirk got fired from the Cracker Factory, and it went, so so long, good luck. And I didn't say that. WWE did not wish him well in his future endeavors. Not at all. <laughs> so that you know, going forward for him, you know, outside of the WWE, is gonna it's gonna make things a little bit tough. I mean, he he probably still will you know land somewhere, but you know, getting that endorsement kind of at the end, kind of leaving, you know, definitely helps. So not getting that, it's gonna make a. You know, be him to be able to cash in on his position there a little bit tougher. Definitely. So. It's going to be interesting to see if any type of, uh, how do I put this? Um, any type of established indie company. Yep. And when I say established indie, I'm talking Ring of Honor, New Japan, Lucha Underground, those promotions that are on mainstream television for everyone to see. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see if any of them decide to pursue big cast and have him come in or if he's going to be simply relegated back down to just doing shows in a high school gym or shows in a bingo hall or whatever with these other smaller independent wrestling promotions around i think it's going to be a little while before you know ring of honor impact or any of these ones even think about approaching him I think so as well. So things cool off. 100%. I I think so as well. That's why I say it'll be interesting to see, you know, they might say, hey, this will be great for us publicity-wise because, hey, he was just released from there and now, look, we have him, right? Not mentioning any of the bad crap that happened, but just saying, Big Cass is now part of this promotion, Mm -hmm. former WWE wrestling superstar, right? I doubt it, but... You never know. If I had to pick one of the more mainstream, I think maybe Impact would maybe one that would maybe likely maybe take a a bet on him. I think I would be probably more likely than anything else. Yeah, probably. Speaking of Impact, uh, recently, and you brought this uh, to my attention here, that uh, uh, dealing with Sammy Callahan in particular, um, having to basically have things being stopped because they're being a little too, too excessive Yes. To over the top with things. Now, this brings up uh, an interesting conversation because there's some whole companies that revolve around this kind of approach, you know, like yep. CZW and whatnot. Is that really hardcore stuff all the time good for wrestling or is it bad or is it just somewhere in between? It's it's hard because you, you have those hardcore fans for that. And, I mean, you take a look back at, at the ECW days when ECW first came in and even – you know, five years, you know, into ECW, they really had that fan base that was there and people loved it and enjoyed it. Now, mind you, they didn't go to some of the extremes that, you know, a company like CZW does. Um, and for, for those who, who aren't aware, you know, ECW would do like hardcore matches. You'd have tables and chairs and ladders and, you know, stop signs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas CZW will do like, barbed wire in every match or trampoline barbed wire yeah trampoline barbed wire with uh with like 
150 uh, fluorescent light tubes along it and jumping from the top of a building down onto this with somebody in your in your arms like a suplex or whatever you know like honestly i think that is way too much way too excessive it's not needed and it i don't know it's just i don't want to say if you're trying to build a reputable company because they have their fans a hundred percent they do but i that's not professional wrestling that is street fighting yeah, it, it has its time and place. Like you said, you know, there's definitely an audience for that. But when it comes to professional wrestling, I think, you know, you know, having that kind of sprinkled in kind of here and there, I'm perfectly fine with when it's all the time and it's over the top, you know, like that stuff, that the trampoline, barbed wire, skewers in, in the mm. forehead and like, uh, you know, power bombs on um, cinder blocks and that kind of stuff. That's that, that kind of stuff all the time. Not only is it very, very hard on your talent, <laughs> just after a while, just as a viewer watching that, you almost kind of become desensitized and you're just like, okay, you know. I just want to watch some wrestling. You know, to me, that that's that's stunt work. You're, you're being a stunt man. It's almost like jackass at this point. You either become desensitized to it, or you get sick from it. Yeah. Like you 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 look at this and you start to feel uneasy in your stomach and and just grossed out and to the point where you feel ill from watching the stuff that they're doing. Um, but again. And I mean, no disrespect to companies like CZW, mm-hmm. they have their market, they have their people, they make their money, mm-hmm. their talent goes out there and knows what is expected and they know what they're getting themselves, themselves into. They're fully aware. So, I mean, I, I, I can't 100% fully knock them because they're doing what they love. And that's, the, you know, that's that's what they love to do. They love that extreme, intense, hardcore action. Myself, not so much. I mean, I was known as the extreme Canadian Carl Carafel. I did hardcore matches. Yeah. I didn't do extreme, excessive hardcore, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you had some people, like uh, most notably, I think, you know, for, especially from CZW, uh, Dean Ambrose and Luke yep. Harper coming up through, and, and obviously now, you know, bigger names in the in, you know, the biggest promotion. But yeah, same for me. It's one of those things where, you know, a time and place for it. You know, occasionally I don't mind watching a hardcore match, but when it crosses over into that blood and guts to where there, it's just way, way out of hand, you know, I'll tune in and watch something else. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, they have their their audience, but it's it's definitely more of a niche kind of uh, market there. Yeah, it definitely opinion. is. Now, not a niche uh, market is Adam Cole now in WWE. Now, here's a guy that I think is, uh, you had brought this up to me, and it kind of reminded me again that this guy, I think, is going to be the next Shawn Michaels, or <laughs> is going to be somebody who's very uh, big in WWE done correctly. Yes, the, you, you <laughs> hit it the important. right on the head there. Done correctly. Um, it, there, There's talks and there's you know stuff being thrown around about Adam Cole, baby. Is he going to be the next big thing? Is he going to be the next greatest of all time? Like it's the, these are words that are being thrown around when it comes to Adam Cole. And does he have the talent? Yes, one hundred percent, he does. Does he have the look? Yes, one hundred percent, he does. Does he have the mic skills? Yes, one hundred percent, he does. Can he be the greatest of all time? Yes, I believe he can. As long as, like Big Joe says, things are done correctly. 
that's going to be the real question mark is, you know, once his time in NXT comes up, and again, that's just a matter of time, you know, it's where he's going to land and, you know, is who's going to be pulling the strings there. And I just hope, hope, hope that uh, it's not a squandered opportunity because, I mean, here's a guy that, you know, wherever he's gone, you know, especially in Ring of Honor with the Bullet Club and whatnot, you know, maybe a significant impact and could, you know, really do that on the main roster. I just... You know, rightfully concerned, you know, because we've seen what's kind of happened, you know, you know, most notably recently, you know, not coming from AXT, but, you know, with AJ and Nakamura really squandering that, in my personal opinion, resorting to, to low blow. Uh, or what did Paige, uh, current GM of SmackDown, refer to it as a, a low blow confrontation? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, hopefully that, you know, they use him properly and it just, it's... I'm hoping maybe you know, once he gets to that point, maybe the landscape, maybe Vince will be kind of stepping back. Maybe at that point, um, XFL will get going again, and he'll be kind of elsewhere worrying about things. And then that's when Trips is going to start getting in there a bit more. I'm, I, I, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I, I do want to mention with that, I had said, you know, words like these or phrases like these have been thrown around. The one that I had missed was one that's that's actually used sometimes for Chris Jericho. Or not Chris Jericho, sorry. Chris, Chris Jericho is greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. But for CM Punk, best in the world. Best in the world. Right? And, and those, are, those are words and phrases that from former professional wrestling stars... Chris Jericho is still wrestling, mm-hmm. but from, from stars of, of the past, let's say, that have been used for them that are now being brought over and being used in regards to Adam Cole. Now, it's it, I hope that things go well. I hope that things go right and as they should, because I 100% want to see Adam Cole become the next greatest of all time and best in the world. Mm-hmm. My concern, like especially when it comes to, to Vince in this whole situation, is that, you know, again, there's that deal. Vince still, in his mind, his ideal professional wrestler is kind of the bigger guy, you know, and Cole's a bit, a bit of a smaller guy, you know. So, you know, that's why I'm hoping, you know, that Vince will maybe be focused with the XFL when, when his, his time comes to come up and that, uh, you know, Hunter can uh, kind of facilitate uh, his coming over to the main roster and, and, yep. and use it well. So we'll see. And, yeah, because, I mean, this, one of those guys, is, you know, along with uh, Velveteen Dream and Ricochet, you know, he's one of those guys that just the, the main roster picture looks very bright with some of these guys coming up with this next batch from NXT. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a – I hope they do it right. Because even even Kevin Owens was like, dude, like this is one of the biggest debuts that it made him, like he was really excited for him to come through. So because he's he's been around for a while too. Yeah, so please do it correctly, WWE, or you'll be hearing from the JK podcast. That's right. On this, so. <laughs> now speaking of Chris Jericho, you had mentioned uh, we're getting close to the thing that he's been putting together, and it's it's an interesting concept to say the least. And uh, this is essentially going to be a cruise with professional wrestlers, with an actual wrestling tournament happening on the ship. Now, I I don't know of anything like this happening before, previously. I I don't believe that anything like this has happened before either. I I could be wrong, but I'm not sure. Um, Just so that everybody knows, you you can always go online, go to Google, and look up uh, Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially... 
Chris Jericho and his band Fozzie um, are going to be on a cruise ship and they're going to be doing music. They're going to be, you know, putting on shows. I think there, there may be some other bands that are going to be coming as well. But there's going to be a plethora of professional wrestlers, including a lot of talent from Ring of Honor, are going to be there. And Chris Jericho has allowed Ring of Honor to come in to do this Honor at Sea. Mm-hmm. Um tournament yeah right and i don't know that anything like that's been done this is just something that is amazing to be able to see now we do know that there have been two brackets that have actually um you know been been brought out do you have the brackets in front of you i do okay i'll let you take uh you know the first bracket and and go through that and i'll go through the second bracket just so that everybody can kind of hear some of the names that are going to be included here pretty much before i even say them most of the big names in Ring of Honor are going to be present for this. You have Jay Lethal versus BJ Whitmer, Christopher Daniels versus Delirious, uh, who has also worked in New Japan, uh, Maurice Girl and Rhett Titus, Silas Young and Flip Gordon. So that's that first bracket. Yeah. Already that's a good list there. Second bracket, we are going to have Mark Briscoe versus Will Ferreira, yep. Adam Page versus Kazarian. Frankie. A little bit of a mixed match up here. We're <laughs> looking at Cheeseburger versus the Beer City Bruiser. And then we got the names of Jay Briscoe versus Kenny King. Wow. So <laughs> essentially, the all the top stars of Ring of Honor are going to be on this cruise with Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to throw this out there. It makes me wonder. Chris Jericho has been a part of the WWE forever. Mm-hmm. And now we see Chris Jericho going over and doing stuff in New Japan. And now we see Chris Jericho doing this this cruise and having all these Ring of Honor stars. I know what you're thinking. Is Chris Jericho a spy? I don't know. Is Chris Jericho going to appear on Ring of Honor as, is a question I'm asking myself. I, 100% I will say yes, at some point he will. And I think the only reason for that is because I am almost guaranteed that Chris Jericho is a spy. He is a man that is going and working for the WWE into these other promotions, infiltrating there to find more talent to bring over to NXT because they are looking at calling up several other people from NXT to the WWE. And what better way to find the best talent in the world than to send the best in the world, Chris Jericho, to go and find the next big stars for NXT. Well, I'll tell you, if that's the Ooh, case... that's my rant. Here's, here's the guys that they'll be looking for, Ken, because uh, Kenny's going to be there as well. He's not in, in his brackets, but he's uh, advertised to be there. Obviously, somebody that uh, you know WWE is obviously still very much interested. Jay Lethal, of course. Uh, Christopher Daniels, uh, Marty Skrull, absolutely. WWE must be paying attention. He's a yeah. They actually worked uh, a match with. I think it was um, not Tyler Bate, uh, the current uh, UK champion. I can't think of his name right now. Pete Dunn, the Bruiserweight. Yes, the Bruiserweight. Yes, <laughs> but you know he actually had a match with Marty. You know. You know, somewhat kind of outside of WWE. So, and you have Adam Page from the Bullet Club, of course, somebody that WWE's probably interested in as well. Frankie Kazarian's been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, even Cheeseburger. Even Cheeseburger would be a perfect fit for NXT, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, and um, the Briscoes, obviously, you know, would uh, you know be an interesting tag team to have in WWE. So, uh, it, you could be right. You know, um, Chris Jericho, you know, could be a spy for WWE. 
Who knows? That would be interesting to say the least if that's the case if that was the motive behind this which i don't think it's the entire motive behind this might not be but i think it is <laughs> i really think it is that'd be something that would be something <laughs> yeah so, so i mean it's yeah. it's just amazing and i'm so happy and so thankful that you know chris jericho is is doing something like this and and bringing this out there for everyone because that's that's amazing. And I mean, if it's something that hasn't been done before, kudos to Chris Jericho for doing this. Yeah. Having even a wrestling ring set up out in the ocean, I don't believe that I've heard that happen. So. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think to end off here, we'll, we'll end off with something I think pretty brief here. I don't think this will be an extended uh, conversation about this, but Paige as a SmackDown GM. Are, are you buying this? Or are you digging it at all? Okay. I have mixed feelings. <laughs> I think she's doing okay. Yeah. everything's being fed to her. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, everything is, everything's fed. That's that's essentially all it is. She's got a script. She's running by the script. She's not veering off from it. And it's it, it, it comes across as that way, and it comes across very robotic in, in that fashion. Just like Kurt Angle. Um, yeah, just like Kurt <laughs> Angle. So, I mean, is, is she doing a good job? In that respect, yes. Um, what I would like to see is maybe her on her own, let her go out there, let her ad lib, let her do a little bit. And and that'll be a true test to show me if she is worthy and capable of being a general manager on television. Um, Until that point, I I, I really don't know. Um, It's like I said, I mean, there's, there's the goods and there's the bad, right? The good, she's being force fed everything. She's being given the scripts and she's abiding by them. The bad is that I really don't know what she's capable of. With her rocky kind of past and everything, too, I think maybe they they were a little reluctant to give her some of that freedom, some of that creative freedom to kind of, you know, times where she can say what she wants, you know, knowing the stuff, you know, without, without Del Rio and uh, and being backstage at Impact and, and all that kind of stuff and all, her social media escapades, yeah. you know, to say the least. You know, I, I think that they're just, um, you know, they they needed somebody. She was um, you know available, and you know they just it's very much state do your job, stay the script, or we're gonna get rid of you. Pretty much, I think that that's the the deal. Would I like to see somebody else? Sure. Uh, I don't know who else you could have at this point. You know, you can maybe have a legend that come in, maybe like a Shawn Michaels or something. You know, it's a little on the nose there, but um, you know, it's pretty much they needed somebody, and you know, she probably you know. Complained enough and got the spot. I, I I think that that's likely kind of what happened. Could be. I I mean I know that she did, she did get injured again. She did. And, and yeah, she did. So I mean it was it was like a. I don't want to say that it was a like oh poor baby here you go we'll still keep you on and give you this, but I I think it kind of was. <laughs> like it was, yeah. she she just came back. She had been out for so long after having an injury, and then she comes back in with this group of girls, and things are looking good in that respect. And then she gets injured again, and she's you know still got her contract. So it's kind of what do we do with her? And I'm sure her contract may have had you know some sort of clauses or something something like that inside of it, right? It's the Daniel Bryan thing again. Yeah, I- exactly. It is very similar situation. You know, mind you, you know Daniel didn't get in quite as much hot water for some personal things. You know that that's a you know something that's a little bit different there. But uh, yeah, I think she you know just kind of you know she's under contract and you know. 
she was, you know, either forced to or, you know, she made a big stink and, you know, they gave her something. You know, I have a feeling it, it unfolded either one of those two different ways. Yeah, it's true. So, either one. So, I, I mean, you know, personally, I don't, I don't think it really makes that big of a difference, you know, at this point, you know. You know, just in, in in general, yeah, I've noticed. You know, in some of our professional wrestling circles, you've you know been kind of talking, and it just it really does feel. You know, outside of maybe a little bit of the uh, all in stuff and some of the Ring of Honor stuff, and a little bit of New Japan, it feels like, especially with WWE, that after WrestleMania, it's, it feels like things have really kind of really slope downwards. I mean, attendance is really low. You know, uh, the television ratings like Raw not too long ago had their lowest rating ever. Yeah. It's, it feels like, you know, after WrestleMania and stuff like that, maybe just they, just everybody kind of ran out of steam, like especially fan-wise when it comes to WWE, you know, and the Roman Reigns factor and the Brock Lesnar thing with him carrying the title so long and not defending it. It's just like, I think people are just a little bit tired on WWE and, and looking elsewhere. You know, and thankfully for that, because there is a lot of other good wrestling out there. So yeah, d- definitely there is, and that's what's that's what's on. good about is still even in 2018, yep. the professional wrestling world is still alive. It's still going strong. It might not be as prominent in television anymore because there's no Monday Night Wars and stuff like that going on, yeah. but. It, you can still find good quality professional wrestling on television from a number of different companies now. So it's, it's, it's amazing and great to see that it's still out there in full force and you're not just stuck with one company and the WWE. I think they're going to have to really knock it out of the park with SummerSlam coming up soon to kind of pique everybody's interest again. Put the title, get the title off of Brock, you know, get, you know, Bobby Lashley or, you know, Braun, uh, his chance there and, and get somebody who the crowd is into and then you'll see your numbers start to climb up again. Get Give somebody the title who, you know, is over with your fans and, and that'll spark some interest again, I think. It definitely will. And some more of this NXT stuff, you know, the the, the uh, NXT UK, I think uh, they should uh, look into Canada as well. Branch out with the NXT brand and then... You know, I think that'll be a very big eye opener for Vince and some of the upper management. That just how over that NXT product is, and really, you know, not necessarily take the whole company in that direction, but but you know, you have something good there. You know, make good use of it. They should. You're right, 100. percent And I mean, it's I'm thankful that they've got this WWE or this NXT UK. Yeah. And I am. So so looking forward to seeing the stuff that comes out of there. Yeah. And because of that, I'm hoping that, that that good things do happen and that they do decide to kind of maybe expand to Canada or maybe go to Australia mm-hmm. or maybe go to, you know, like Germany and, or, you know, some of these other places and really start to build globally the NXT name and brand and not just have it a North America and yep. now a UK thing. Yeah. I never would have thought, you know, you know, looking in retrospect that the NXT brand would have been the one to, to make that kind of happen. But it's interesting that it's played out that way. And yeah, I mean, we'll see, you know, maybe that will, you know, help as well. And, uh, you know, Raw and SmackDown might not end up being the premier, uh, attraction for wwe anymore <laughs> that's which, right which, which could be interesting definitely all right well i think that's a good way we definitely covered quite a bit on this episode you know um you know the big news obviously with uh vader passing but um i mean if you want to go see some of his work i mean you got that wwe network and youtube at your disposal and uh, go and watch some of his stuff you know still impressive this day to watch him so. it definitely is 
right. Well, that's enough. The episode, Eric Carroll. Uh, you tell everybody about our social media, and I'll let everybody know where they can listen to us. Definitely. Our social media is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can find us at JK Podcasts with an S at the end. JK Podcasts. And that is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. And for listening to the episode, of course, you can find us on Podbean, our main platform at the jnkpodcast.podbean.com, as well as Google Play Music, iTunes, and YouTube, and of course, every other kind of podcatcher out there, you know, on all kinds of other platforms, game consoles, and like that. Just type in the Joe and Carl podcast, and you'll find every single one of our episodes there as well. So I think that's how we'll end things off here, Carl. We'll see you guys on the next one. Have a good one. Ciao. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, leader of Team Jacked and Fanny Packed, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. This is the Top Gun Chase Britt, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast.